0: Good morning, Church Limited Kai Taya. So incredible to be able to finally come and join with you guys. Um, I've seen seen a lot on video, on photos, but to be able to come here in person and meet you and share with you, it's um, really is such an honor and a privilege So thank you for uh, your welcome and your (coughs) hospitality last night. And uh, and I'm just so excited, I've been excited all week to be able to come up here and share with you. so I just want to, I guess, introduce myself. As Paul said, I, um, I oversee the media. I'm a pastor at, at the West Campus, and I oversee uh, our, our production, our media, um, design, print work, the video that would have played, um, things like that, the, the social media. So that's what I oversee. I've got an awesome team. Uh, it takes about uh, 30 of us to, to get our West Campus going each and every Sunday. And so I'm really blessed to have a great team with me. And, um, and this has been exciting, I, this has been my role for about 7 seven or 8 years now, I've been on staff for about 12, I was born and raised in the Church Unlimited, my parents met in the church, and so really it's, um, it's what I know, and I, and I know and I love our church, and it's so exciting, you know, what God has been doing in the last 6 months, in the last year, um, and to see what God is doing here with you guys, it's, we've never been in a more exciting season in the history of our church in 25 years or more that part of time has been leading church unlimited god we've never seen a measure or a season of god's favor and his blessing in what we see now these are really exciting times and that's why we're always so passionate um you may not uh, unfortunately get to see everything in the big picture i'm fortunate enough to be able to see it and um, it really is the hand of god And uh, God is building something just so incredibly uh, exciting and incredibly powerful here at Church Unlimited. So, um, yeah, get on board is all I can say and and just really pour into what God is doing. And and I'll touch on that actually a little bit through my message as we get on. But um, first, hopefully a photo of my family will will pop up here shortly. I want you to see my family. I've got three kids, uh, two girls and a boy, all five and under. So they're a bit of a handful, and uh, they keep me busy. But um, two girls, my, my oldest girl just started school. Um, so that's exciting. She's, she's off there getting worn out every day. And um, my youngest is a 10-month-old ten, boy. And uh, he squeezed them in at the end. I was just so happy to get my boy. So that's my family. Uh, they're crazy, they're chaos, they keep me on my toes. But um, isn't family great? Isn't family amazing? So um, I really am blessed, and my beautiful wife, Libby, as well. Um, actually, Libby's mum was my uh, school principal, so it was a little bit, it was a little bit awkward. I actually knew all of her family better than I knew her before I got to, got to know her. Me, her. So, um, yeah. So that's, that's a little bit about me, and hopefully through the course of today uh, we'll get to know each other a little bit more, and uh, hopefully it was the first of many visits. Because uh, I just love to, to come and share with you and with you guys, and not just, uh, not just know you from a distance, really. Um, but why don't you just put me, why don't you stand with me before we get into the Word of God this morning. Why don't you just lift your hands and close your eyes to God, because, you know, I've got something prepared, but I don't want you to hear a message from me. I don't want you to go away with whatever I've got prepared. I want, you know, God wants to speak to you. He wants to emphasize and point to you. He wants to speak into your situation. I don't know your situation, but He does. And He wants to, from something I might say, He'll give you a thought. He'll give you a key. He'll give you a takeaway in the next step from today. So why don't you just begin to ask God. Say, God, why don't you speak to me this morning? Father, we come to meet with you. We've come to have the moment with you. And Lord God, we haven't already, through that critical time of worship, but Father, we pray that, that Lord, each and every one of us would encounter you this morning. Lord, that you're speaking to our hearts, Lord, a key for our future. Father, encourage us in our situations. And Lord, I just pray you give us ears to hear the Spirit of God, your voice this morning, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Have you ever tried to travel on a public holiday? Uh, you know you, you, you go away for a holiday and you know all of the rest of the country is trying to get home on the same day and you know it's going to take you forever to get home but you've got a destination that you want to get to and there's just no way about it you've got to start going you've got to go you've got to hit that journey uh, so you sit out and sure enough you get to a bit of a bottleneck on the highway and you hit this traffic jam and it's backed up for miles and, and it's just going you, know, you You know you're going to be sitting there for two hours, three hours, and uh, you know it's going to be take a long time before it opens up. I remember these times, jumping with my kids, getting stuck in this um, holiday traffic, you know, there's crying, there's fighting, there's frustration, there's anger, there's hunger, and then there's the kids' behavior on top of that, and uh, and you're just sitting there wondering what could have caused this backup, and when's it going to break through, and when's it going to hurry up. And, you know, sometimes in life we find ourselves in these kind of situations where we're just waiting and praying for a breakthrough. You know, we've got a destination. God's given us a vision in our hearts. He's given us the direction that our life is going, and um, but we hit a roadblock. We hit a we're wondering, God, why aren't we getting there as quick as well. we kind of imagined we'd get there? Um, and you know, it's the beginning of a new era for church Unlimited. Uh, It really is, as I said before, we've never been in more exciting days with the hand of God, the grace of God, and the power of God moving in, and how he is blessing and enlarging our territory. It's a new era for Church Unlimited, but that's not for the organization. Church is not an organization. Church is people. Church is you and I. And so if God says it's a new era for Church Unlimited, he says it's a new era for you. And God has greater things in store for you. He has a vision for you. Here's a breakthrough ready for you. Here's a next step ready for you. So it's a, it's a new year, it's a next stage of our journey. God's got a destination, a new destination for us. But we've just set out on that journey. You know, we are in transition. We are in the season of transition. Uh, there's a prophet who visits Church Unlimited regularly and has done over you know, many years now. His name is David McCracken. Uh, he's based in Australia. He is a Kiwi. Uh, but recently he came and, and spoke with the leadership, and he had this prophecy. He said, 2016 is the birthing year of the new era. Endure and persevere. This year will birth a new normal. Things will be set this year that will bring significant changes for the future. David McGracken went on to say that God will stir the nest. He will provoke, he will begin to bring a dissatisfaction with the old normal, and begin to stir a hunger. For something new, and there is more for you. You see, we've got this incredible destiny in front of us, each and every one of us, but we've got to go through this process, this transition to get there. You know, you can't take the old you into the new era. And uh, so we go through this journey, and um, if we can have that map up, guys, I I want to kind of simplify our life, and I've got this picture, it's kind of like, you know, Lord of the Rings style, this old school map, and so you see the little village, we've got our, our, our beginning. And if you, if you think of your life right now, it's like in this, it, it's, it's good, it's comfortable, but you see the castle, God's got more for you. God's got an incredible glorious future for your personal life. But there's this dark forest <laughs> in the middle. And to get you know, this traffic jam, the public holiday roadblock, so we've got a destination, we set out, And we think, yeah, God, you've given me this vision, I'm excited, I want to get there, I'm ambitious, let's go, I agree, yeah, God, it's good. But then you get all confused because you hit this dark forest, and you start going around in circles, and you're like, oh, why isn't that happening for me? Um, So that's kind of what I have in my mind when I say, you know, we go through this transition. But you see, those times of transition, they're part of the journey, and they're an intentional part of the journey, they're part of God's journey for you to get to that new era. Because you can't take the old you into the new era. So this dark forest, this time of roadblock, it's um, an essential step on your journey. It's for your shaping, it's for your preparation. And it's in these times when we get closer to God. It's in these times when God forms our character. It's in these times when God strengthens us and matures us and gets us ready for that thing, for that new thing. Uh, there was a time... Uh, in my youth, where God took me through a transition, in fact, took I mean, Khan, my, my friend Khan, traveling with me, we, we all went through this together as a youth group, where God was bringing us through this transition. And in hindsight, we can look back and say, yeah, God was preparing, or for me personally, he was preparing me for to move into ministry. And he moved me into my job at church. Um, but also, he was kind of preparing me also for my relationship with my future wife. And so, obviously, there's a new season for me, a new era for me first, I had to do a lot of, God had to do a lot of transition, a lot of maturing in my heart. And uh, during this time, I was so confused, I was so, like, why is this feeling this way? Why am I frustrated? Why my life seems stalled? Why, you know, I had all these questions, and it was almost this depressing season. But in this time, God gave me this vision, and this vision was of this giant jewel, but it was a half-cut jewel. It was still... It wasn't repeated. It was more like a, like a half rock, half fashion, half cut, half, half polish. And uh, that jewel speaks of your life. And the transition times, the the work God does in your spirit is this cutting, and this grinding, and this polishing. And that grinding, that cutting, that polishing, it's, it's rough, it's hard, it's challenging, but the result is you go from just this rock which really has little value, little purpose, nothing really much to look at, to become this beautiful jewel, you know, shining, uh, valuable, has worth, has a private place. And what God was saying to me was that you know you've got to go through that process of the cutting, of the grinding, of the pain, and of the challenge, to get to the beauty and to get to that result. So, don't be discouraged you're in this place that's like frustrating, it's hard, you know, it's because God has advanced you from the old to the new, it's because God has a, a beautiful future for you that you have to go through this challenge. Um, there's this uh, prophetic ministry uh, along with David McCracken, as I mentioned earlier, um, her name is Helen Keldler, and she, uh, I come across this article of hers that explained and described transitions. Season. I wonder if you can relate with some of her description of the transition season. Transition can be a difficult time. We're uncomfortable with the status quo, and yet new opportunity that God has for us is not yet manifested. In spite of the trials, transition is powerful. It heralds the fact that a new season is on its way. You may fail as though you're in a lull, having a time of barrenness in relation to your calling. You may be experiencing a wilderness season a test of attitude, it's a test of character it's a test of faithfulness you feel as though you're being cut back but that doesn't mean that you're scored or failed, it doesn't mean that you're in the wrong place, it's simply a sign that God is at work preparing you for greater fruitfulness again transition by nature is the time of, of finding difficult, difficulty finding satisfaction in your current role or achievements, it's hard to be satisfied with, with the present but it's time to rediscover as confidently that you have an identity as God's son and as God's daughter. Perhaps in this time of transition, hurts of being brought to the surface for healing. You may feel vulnerable, but by the Spirit, God is calling you back into intimacy with Him. mindsets that you've had have been challenged. The Father is saying you can't take that thinking with you into the new era. It's time to foster a mindset of faith. And I uh, know when I read that article, it just so beautifully... Illustrated, yeah, God, that's what I'm going through. That's what you're taking in. It's so encouraging to know that it's part of God's plan to take you through this. It's not like it's not like you've done any wrong. It's like God oh, is just taking you through that for future. So why don't you turn with me, please, to 1 Peter chapter 5. I want to share with you a few keys from my own experience of, of recently passing through and still passing through transition times, um, i found three principles to help us to keep progressing, keep on moving forward. Because so we don't want to get stuck, and we don't want to stick around like the children of Israel going around in the circles in the wilderness for 40 years. We don't want to, we want to progress, we want to move forward. So first, Peter chapter 5, we'll start from verse, um, we'll start, where are we? Start from verse 5, and we'll just take it a verse at a time. Says in the same way, you, you who are younger must accept the authority of the elders, and all of you dress yourselves in humility as you relate to one another. For God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. So often we're waiting for breakthrough for ourselves, and we're so focused on reaching our destination, our goal. We're so focused on getting ourselves out of whatever in the season that we're in. We easily become really self-absorbed, and, uh, and that's true enough. It's human nature. You know, it's difficult. We want, we want to be out to season, and That's fair enough. Um, but you know, sometimes, and from the scripture, it's saying be humble with your authority, to the authority of elders. Sometimes we've got to take our eyes off ourselves and we've got to begin to serve someone else. And we've got to not be so consumed with, you know, the, the things that God is doing in our lives or, or the trouble that's going on in our lives. And the key moving forward and that trouble is to trust god with it and start serving someone else you know it's like you've got a vision god's given you a destination to go and we just want to go there we just want to keep going but we hit a roadblock there's nothing we can do but the thing to advance you towards your vision is to get in and serve another vision to serve someone else okay so fair enough you're stuck there's nothing you can do anyway to progress you towards your vision get in and serve. And progress a vision that you can see, or, or do do really well at what's in your hand right now. And you know, they might know you might think, oh God, I'm so confused, how can I get to my destination? How can I get to my breakthrough? The key is do what's in your hand right now, do serve for the place where you are planted right now. And we see this with David. And we might keep coming back to uh, King David as our example of the transition. But he got anointed by King Samuel, and he did become the king straight away. So Satan comes and notes himself going to be the next king. It would be really easy for David to say, Cool, I'm the new king. And get all excited about that. But no, he had to go back to the sheep. He had to go back and serve his father's sheep. And it didn't open up for him for about 15 years or so. You know, it would be easy for him to think, now the sheep are bought. Sheep are below me. You know, it, it, that's my old job. God's called me to something new. Let's go on and I want to be the king. I want to go to the castle and I wanna, you know. Get off the throne, but he is mine now. Um, but he's a get proud. He was humbled to come in and serve where he was planted and trust God and wait for God to bring it about in this time. He set his hand diligently to what was in front of him right now. And transition is the time to let God take care of your future while you begin to take care of the things that he's got in front of you right now. So faithfulness now will bring a reward for your future. Luke 16, 12 says, if you ever be faithful with what is another man's, who will give you what is yours? And so if you want a key to getting your own future, a key to getting your own vision and having breakthrough for yourself, it's to serve with another man's vision. So be humble. But humility isn't thinking less of yourself. It's not putting yourself down. It's not saying, you know, you know God's called me to, for example, have this great community ministry. Um, and it's not saying, being humble is not saying, no, I'm not good enough to do that yet. It's saying it's thinking of yourself less. It's thinking more about others. It's thinking more about okay, how can I serve poor? How does he need help on a Sunday service? How does he need help with community work that's going on? And so instead of being like, Oh, how can I make it happy for myself, how do I get it and help somebody who might already be doing something like this and serve there? So, in serving another person's ministry, you'll progress into your own goal and faith will be to give you what is your own. And God's been really speaking to me uh, in re- regards to his humility to, to authority, uh, particularly in relation to unity. So I might want to kind of sidetrack to put a pin in, in that message, and let come back to that a little bit later. But um, a couple of weeks ago, we, we were privileged to have a uh, pastor of Kingdom City, uh movement of churches based out of KL, there are churches all around the world, Pastor Mark Arugis. And he spoke at our, uh, with our Auckland leadership, Uh, about unity from Psalm 133, which says, Behold, how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. It's like the precious oil upon the head, running down the beard, the beard of Aaron, running down to the edge of his garments. For there the Lord commands the blessing. So in unity, God commands the blessing. But you see, with God's kingdom, there's this divine alignment. You know, you've got the head, you've got the body, you've got the garments, and you've got the edge. And, principle of unity is that the oil, the anointing, when you're in unity, the oil the, the anointing oil flows right down, flows right throughout. It doesn't stop on the head, you know. And if we're to relate this to our place as part of Church Unlimited, it doesn't stop on heart. He's not the anointed one of the Lord. It runs down the body. You know, and so we want to pray and, and seek God and say, God, you know, I want to have that anointing oil too. I want the I want the anointing oil right through to the edge. You know, we want the anointing oil not just on West Auckland Church, the first Church Unlimited, no. We want it right through the Church Unlimited movement. We want it in Kaitaia. You know, we want the anointing oil to transform this community, to transform our culture, our society, to run right throughout. And the key from the Scripture is that alignment, it's that unity, it's that humility. And that's how we get anointing for your life, for your ministry, and for this church. Um, so you see, you know, the, the vision we have here, these pretty banners, they're not just there for decoration, they're not just a mission statement we forget about, this is, this is for you, this is for your life, and this is for Church say, Kai Tai, you know, you are to be an apostolic influence in this community, that means you are to change the atmosphere of this community, you are to bring transformations of culture here, you are to bring a, a change, you know, to have influence, to have a voice that comes from unity, you know, you are to know, with souls, with your family, you know, the anointing to see this take place, and to see this happen, there's anointing to this grace there because this is the vision God's given us. It's really, it's there for you. But the key to tapping into that is unity, is being in that divine alignment, you know, get the oil off the edge. You see, you can ignite God's fire and power, not just here with yourself. But out there in the community, we can see miracles, we can see healings here, you can see revival and the power of God and in the schools here. And into the nations, what's your vision for the nations? Church Unlimited Kite Higher can influence the nations. Don't just let the West Church do it. And let the oil be right throughout the edge. Get a vision for the nations. And uh, begin to pursue that. And and so and that is really is our heart, of Church Unlimited. It's not we are we are same church. We are one church, we are not. Auckland leading this thing and you guys are seeing what's going to happen down there man, if you guys were to lead the way, show West Auckland how to do it, you know, show us how we can influence the nation and and I just want to inspire you with that. you know get that vision for yourself New Zealand and beyond God has spoken that it's to be an epicenter of an awakening, the vision God has for this conference is an awakening goes out from there You know, and it spreads the fire and power of God through this nation. But for that to happen, for that vision to happen, we need the unity. We need all of Church Unlimited on board with New Zealand and beyond. You know, if Kaitaia is missing New Zealand and beyond, we're missing unity. We we don't have a complete unity. And so I encourage you, come. Come to New Zealand, we need your voice, we need your anointing, we need your oil on the edge, we need it together that we can make one voice, one voice, and that their vision God has for New Zealand and beyond can really take place. So, do come. You're welcome to come. We need you to come. This is your conference, and it's your inheritance that every center of awakening, imagine New Zealand having a revival. It's your inheritance. and We need you there to make that happen. So, is there something you can do today to position yourself into greater unity? God giving you a next step? Is He inspiring you to serve in the house of God? Is He inspiring you? Paul, oh, what can I do? You know, what do you need help with? Is it an attitude thing? Is it like, yeah, okay, I'll do my bit, but you know, I'm just doing because I have to. Or are you doing it because, no, God, I want to be in unity. You know, uh, It's a prayer. It's the prayer meeting. It's combined to be united in prayer. Uh, so what is your next step? What is God leading you? So we've got a uh, humility towards leadership, but also we've got humility towards God as our authority. See, we need to be humble under the mighty power of God. Verse 6 of, of 1 Peter 5 uh, says, humble yourselves under the power of God, and at the right time, He will lift you up with honor. So how do we be humble under the hand of God? Well, first of all, we've got to recognize that when we're in this transition season, It's God's doing, it's God's next step for us. And to humble ourselves under the hand of God is to say, yeah, God, I recognize your purpose in this time of my life. I recognize that you're doing something, this is your instrument, this is a transition time for me that you're building into me. God, I submit, I surrender, I say, God, whatever you want to be doing in my life, I'll let you do it, you know? David learned so much in his time of preparation. He learned how to fight, killing bears and lions, which proved a key to defeating the life. Uh, later on, you know, he learned to worship God and, and draw near to God when things were falling apart. He learned these skills necessary for his future, but he learned them while waiting in the transition and the preparation. So, We become humble before God by responding rightly to the frustrations, to the roadblocks, to the traffic jams, to the dark times that God or not that God sends our way, but that we face as we're pursuing our vision. Lamentations chapter 3 says it's good for one to hope and wait quietly for the salvation of the Lord. How quiet is your waiting? Or is it like, God, what's going on? (laughs) You know, why am I facing this stuff? I'm sad, I'm angry, and I'm happy to go, you know, but that's that's not humility towards God. That's, that's loud waiting for God. It's good for men to bear the yoke, bear the burden in their youth. Let them sit alone and keep silent because God has laid it on them. This speaks of being submitted to God when it's tough. Submitted and humble to God when things are maybe not how we want them to be. Submitted when things are taking longer than we felt they would take. God, how long before I get my job? How long before I get my family saved? How long is it going to take? I'm just waiting. Humble. See, God, if it's delayed, it's because You are doing something first. What is it? How can I partner with You? So instead of saying, "Why me?" You know, we need to just allow God to shape us and to teach us. Don't fight it. Wait quietly. It's no good trying to shortcut the season. God's got you in, you know, we can't make it any faster. The way we can make it faster is to respond right and to do things this way. And this way, is to say God, what are you doing in me? How do I change? You know, what are you teaching me? Sometimes our desire to get what we want is stronger than our desire for the will of God. Our desire for what we want is stronger than our desire for God to have His way. And we need to confront that, you know, we need to say, no, God, I want your will more than what I want, more than that breakthrough that I'm seeking. And and it was the same with um, when I started dating Libby, my wife, and uh, things were not happening as fast as what I wanted it to happen. I was like, oh, come on, God, you know, it's taken years. It was all one-sided, and I was like, I was the one doing the texting, I was the one doing the calling, I was the one saying, come on, just go out and do something, and she was like, not committed. I was like, oh, come on, God, um, it's taking time, and I got to this point where I was like, nah, okay, I've got to just, um, I've got to just wait and let God, and I said, okay, God, it's over to you, going to you, I'll wait, and I gave, I gave up trying to pursue that, and so God um, then changed her heart. <laughs> And we we're on our separate holidays, like, from like, okay, I get this text from her. I think, okay, I'll never get a text from her. And she's like, oh, I miss you. Okay, that's rich. <laughs> but from then, you know, God changed it. And the key is it got to that point where I wanted God's will more than what I wanted for myself. And that's the attitude that we need to have. Alright, so humility with a leadership, humility with God. Uh, but we also we've got to draw near to God in intimacy and verse 7 says we've got to give our worries and our cares to God because He cares for you He cares about you He loves you He's not taking you through something and saying look deal with it because you've got to learn some stuff no He's with you alongside you to help you through it He's saying come on let's learn this thing together I'm here to support you I'm here to help you I'm here to train you I'm here to teach you I'm here to pour out my love to you he cares for you, and we need that perspective that God gives when we draw near to Him. We lean into Him, we depend on Him, and He gives us perspective for the season. You know, we say, "God, I need your strength, I need your help. I'm praying, I'm seeking you. I need breakthrough," and He says, "This is what I'm doing." You know, this peace comes, and you can partner with Him and what He's doing with your life. You now, during this time of transition, God's voice has going to be so much clearer to you. You know, it's this this funny conflict where like, okay, things are harder than they've ever been, but yet God is closer than He's ever been. And that's the love of God. He wants to walk through it with you. He doesn't make it easy because it's the grinding that fashions you. It's going to be rough when He's changing you. But He's with you in it, and He's going to keep on reaffirming the vision, and He's not going to let you lose hope. That's why it's so important to lean into Him when it's tough, and He gives you the right perspective. So it's humility to man, humility to God, drawn into Him, depend on Him, and uh, you know humility is so key. Why don't you turn to your neighbour and say, hey, "Amen? Can I massage your feet? Can I give you? Can I give you a massage? Can I serve you? Can I be humble? And not. Right, just quickly uh, another key, you know, another thought. During this time we're vulnerable, yeah? We're like trying to figure things out. We're weary, we're tired. So first Peter chapter eight uh, chapter five verse eight to nine. It says, Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil walks around like a roaring lion seeking who he may devour. Resist him, steadfast in faith. So the devil wants to take this opportunity while you're vulnerable, while you're weak, to try and, you know, remember the map. He wants you to get stuck in that transition. He wants you to hit that point and give up. He doesn't want you to reach your new era. He doesn't want you to receive your breakthrough. He wants, hes has got to take this opportunity when you're confused, or when you're, you know, a little bit tired, to try and sabotage the new era before you even arrive. He's going to seek to break that unity. He's going to seek to break your relationships. You know, the oil on the edge. He doesn't want the oil in your life. He doesn't want the anointing in your life. So he's going to try and break that. So watch your thoughts. Guard what's going on in your mind. You know That's why you need to be so close to God. Get his perspective. Because otherwise, your emotions, your thoughts, are going to be going crazy. And it's easy to get taken out by that or held up in that. Watch out for... Accusations against people. He wants to break that humility. He wants to break that unity. I guarantee you, the same is called the Accuser of the Brethren. I guarantee you, if you've got the sport against a brother or someone else, it's the devil trying to break that unity, trying to break the flow of God's anointing. And so, watching these times, you were like, oh, this guy really just can't handle it anymore. <laughs> the devil's trying to break that key relationship. So watch out. They foster unity. Guard, guard of jealousy. So how do you resist? You Resist by being unshakable, by being steadfast in the faith. You don't give up. You don't quit. You don't. When you get knocked down, you get back up again. When the devil discourages you for a week, next week you pick yourself up and you be perseverant. You wait as long as it takes, and you press into God. David waited 15 years. From his anointing to being made king, 15 years, and through that he went through so much hardship, being chased by a mad king, being, you know, all sorts going on with his his friends, he went through so much discouragement, we have to have long lasting faith, you know, Jesus said to his disciples, let's go to the other side of the lake, remember the story, and he fell asleep in the boat, and the disciples, the storm came, the disciples panicked, and they're like, Jesus, wake up and save us. And he woke up and he says, why do you have this little faith? He didn't say they had a small amount of faith. The meaning of that is their faith was too short-lived. It wasn't long enough. They gave up. Jesus said, we're going to get to the other side. They should have trusted him. Why would Jesus say, we're going to go to the other side and the storm come and take them out? They were going to get there. But they panicked. They lost their faith. It wasn't long enough. So have long-lasting faith. Stretch out your faith just a little bit longer, you know. Hang in there another day, another week, another month. Get to that time of God when we say to God, yeah, I'm in that state now where it takes years. Please, have faith. You said it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Have long faith. I wonder if I could just have the band and um, the worship team up. Maybe we're just going to... Um, I was so happy when I saw you guys were doing good, good Father, because I think we'll do a little bit of that again uh, and just listen to God and get that perspective again for our lives. A final, a final point, final key found in verse ten basically says if you've suffered a little while, He will restore, He will support and strengthen you. And he will place you on a firm foundation. Are you suffering a little while? Have you been suffering for a long while? God's promise in transition. It's going to end. It's going to end. Have patience after you've suffered a little while. He's going to restore you, he's going to support you, he's going to strengthen you, he's given you hope. There's, there is a hope, there's a future that you're not going to get stuck in this transition for long. You're not going to get stuck here forever. You know, God's got grace for you. There's a verse that I want you guys to put up on the screen. Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 3. It says, The vision is for a future time. It will be fulfilled. It seems slow in coming, but wait patiently, for it's surely going to take place. It won't be a bit delayed. Help I used to think the scripture was a bit backwards, you know, slow in coming, but wait patiently. It's going to take place. Another version says, though it tarries, wait for it. It won't tarry. What is it? It's tarrying or it isn't? I think what God's saying is that when it's the right time, God's not going to waste any more time. He's going to make it happen. Your vision is appointed. Wait for it. Be patient through the transition. Be patient through the preparation. God's never late. He's not going to waste time in your life. So, when the season of waiting has done its purpose, God's going to bring the breakthrough for you. He's going to bring it quickly, quickly. So, be humble. What can you do to humble yourself under leadership? What can you do to support the vision of the house that God has planted you in? Be humble under God. Say, God, Father, Father, I submit, I surrender to what you're doing in my life. How can I partner with you to build my character? And resist the devil. Be steadfast. Don't give up. Be patient. Breakthrough. It will come.